Sonny Vaccaro joins us on Sports Byline. I've known Sonny for a long time. He's a sports marketing executive who is known for his tenure with Nike, where he signed Michael Jordan to his first sneaker deal and is the main character in the movie about that deal and how it put Nike on the sports sneaker map. That movie is called Air, and I urge you to check it out. Air reveals the unbelievable game-changing partnership between a then-rookie, Michael Jordan, and Nike's fledgling basketball division, which revolutionized the world of sports and contemporary culture with the Air Jordan brand. First of all, Sonny, let's start by you telling me how you felt about Matt Damon playing you in the movie. Well, you know, Ron, that world... You know, it doesn't exist in my mind that <laughs> someone would be playing me to begin with. It, the, the whole thing happened by, I didn't have any idea they were doing this story until, you know, I was invited to be part of the story by uh, Peter Goover, who was the producer of the movie. And they invited me to visit them. And they told me they were making the movies specifically on the three and a half months it took to get them. So everything was a blur. Then they let me know who would be playing me. And to be very honest with you, my, my, my mindset was never in that, you know, that world. And I, there's no explanation how you can get somebody to portray you, okay? But I knew him vicariously through his many movies. There was, a, there was a natural affinity for me and his characters in the movies. When I got to meet him and talk to him and spend the next you know, you know, year with him, basically, during the filming, and now you ask me the question, it's like... I, I I will be somehow remembered by whatever happens in this movie is part of my life. But my God, the way he the way he portrayed me, he doesn't look like me. He does not they didn't try and make an image here. But I'll never forget it and I'll always remember it. And because he is such an icon in the world, it's not like like somebody is just you know, that doesn't mean anything. A young guy starting all this stuff. He will be remembered forever. So therefore, in the part of his life, so will Sonny Zaccaro. Yeah, you know, when I thought about it, I knew he didn't look anything like you, but the story is what's important, and they had certainly got that over. But when you reflect back, Sonny, on this journey about this particular story, what does it mean to you? Are you surprised about anything that eventually led to what we have now in this movie and, and the whole story about the Air Jordan shoe? I'm not surprised. They they were they invited me down to be a consultant. I had nothing to do. I had nothing to do with the script. I didn't meet the young writer until the first day. I he, Mr. Goober invited us to his home in Beverly Hills. They told me what they wanted to do. They wanted me to be involved as a consultant. And they and, and one of the agreements because it took a little bit to you know make sure everyone was on the same page, sign papers, and all that sort of stuff. Run, but basically. What what it did for for history? I can say this to your audience today: everything you hear, you know, is like eighty ninety percent absolute truth. What you may see doesn't necessarily mean it's the same location, okay, or something like that. But I will stand by the movie for all the parts that include my voice or my actions, which I'm in the movie, you know, pretty often, I guess. Factual. I I. <laughs> I have to say, I couldn't have written the script better in what I hoped I would be included as if I wrote my own script. But the good thing is, I can say you and your audience, I had nothing to do with it, so there's not a biased opinion in this. This is what the writer wrote, this is what the producers want, and this is who Matt is. It's that Sonny Vitello. 
Uh, Phil Knight, of course, another important part is the guy that started uh, uh, the company and everything. And I'm wondering, uh, the two of you, knowing your personalities, both of you, the way you were, was that part of the magic that made this ultimately happen for the company? You know, boy, nobody asked that question ever. It had to be because he is an introvert, really. And I'm an extrovert, really. I mean, none of us were thinking about introverts and extroverts in 1984. That's a damn sure. But he had me in 77 to get college teams to wear. Remember, I paid the coaches to give their kids the shoes to put on. I would have given the money to the players in high school, but I wasn't allowed. So, so Phil and I were in business. I mean, I was what I wasn't in that movie, I didn't live in Beaverton, Oregon. I, I'd go in when Pete and Rob would ask me about two times you know, a month or something like that. So I was a transit employee. But basically, he liked that character. I mean, he believed in what he believed. You'll see some of the sites where he has those shoes on it. But what he was was quiet and brilliant. He took it all in. He didn't make the decision until game time. That shows you another about his personality. When someone as detective as I have always been in my life, I, I, I move on. I move on. I, I mean, I've done it for 83 years now, Ron. He was, he was quiet and reserved and, and, and still is, okay? But he knew what he was doing. And the last scene you're going to see, he, he acquiesced and agreed to do what Rob and Peter and I suggested three and a half months before. But he gave me the power, and Rob Strasser gave me the power to tell Michael Jordan we were going to do something. You know, I, didn't, I didn't make those numbers up by myself, Ron. They allowed me to say those numbers. They allowed me to say that you're going to get a piece. So Phil well, and I, you know, you know absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you know, one of the things, Sonny, uh, that has always impressed me about you is your vision. What was it about the name Michael Jordan, the person Michael Jordan, the player Michael Jordan that you felt so strongly about that you think that this could happen with a, a Michael Jordan? Oh, Ron, Ron, Ron. I got to tell you this story in your audience, and they're going to say I'm lying. I ain't lying, Mr. Barr, okay? I was, I had only saw Michael Jordan once in my life before I met with Tony Rovers a couple months after I, you know, two years after I saw him. That was the 1982 National Championship game when he beat George Knott. Let me tell you first, John Thompson was a close personal friend. They, they were one of the main reasons Nike was successful. We owned the Hoyles. They were all our shoes. Patrick Ewing was like unbelievably brilliant. They lost the game with, you know, 18 seconds to go. Michael Jordan hit the shot and killed me. I didn't speak or see or talk about Michael Jordan again until they had this meeting two years later when he's going to go pro and they invited me. I didn't give a damn about Michael Jordan. I was, but subconsciously, in my mind, Ron Barr, I never forgot that shot. Never forgot it. Why? I have no idea. I never thought about it consciously for two and a half years until Strasser asked me a question to go outside. So I didn't give a damn. I'm glad he had a good life. I'm glad they did whatever. But he didn't end up winning another championship. Neither did D. Smith, right? D. Smith wore Converse. I mean, he was a Converse person. Michael wore Converse. Never, never didn't know what Nick, he called it Nicky, okay? Not Nike, okay, when I first met him. Okay? I didn't care. I worried, I pissed off that he beat Georgetown. Now I meet him in Tony Romas, and we start a relationship. And I only meet him because I have to say, when they ask me a question, who would I pick? They were going to pick somebody, probably two or three. One of the great uh, classes ever to you know, graduate to go to the pros was the 84 you know, pro draft. Barkley was in it. Elijah Wong was in it. John Stockton was in it. I mean, it's a hell of a class. It didn't have to be. 
Michael Jordan. In fact, nobody else made him the number one pick. Barkley and Stockton and uh, and uh, the kid that signed uh, went, went to the thing, but he didn't Sam Bowie because he was playing for Portland at that time. He got drafted by Portland in numbers. They were the main names. And when it came my turn, there were five people more important to Nike than I was. That I was, like I said, transit. These guys were working for Nike. They were involved in pro basketball, which no one gave a damn about in 1984. You know it, and I know it. Games were delayed. Okay. They asked me. I had no idea why Senator Kerry said, give it to the kid. Except when it was my turn, it came out of my mouth. I didn't have a script, Ron. I didn't say, I'm going here. I didn't know what the hell they were going to ask me. How could I have arranged anything? I swear to God Almighty. They asked, I said, give it to the kid. Who's the kid? Give it to Jordan's kid from North Carolina. What do you mean give it to him? Give him all the money. What do you mean all the money? we got to, we got to spread this out. we got $500,000. I said, what the heck do you want to you know, spread it out for? Give all the money. He said, well, and, and, and Howard Slesher was in at that time. I know you know him, and he passed away. And he said, what happens if he gets injured? I said, what happens if these three guys are just regular players? I mean, seriously, that was sort of the dialogue. I don't know how I, God gave me those words, but I said, give it all the kids. And after a battle, Rob Strasser went to bat to me. Peter Moore was going to be the designer. And Peter, I remember him saying, because I was so successful in the colleges, I did know all these kids. They said, you know, and, and then Phil gave me the okay. I mean, what if Phil said no? It's too dangerous. It was dangerous. We put it on one guy. That's what happened. Yeah, I have to ask you also, Sonny, knowing the business side of the business of Nike and also knowing the Sonny Vaccaro side of basketball and talent and everything, what was the one thing that you did or said that sealed the deal ultimately? Because as the movie shows, there was a lot of debate and consternation within Nike uh, about whether to do this deal. And as you just talked about, you know, everybody had an opinion on it. But there must have been one thing that you said that you saw in the faces of the executives at Nike and in Phil Knight that said, okay, this deal can be done. The last scene was as close as you can get as some guy had said and other people had said, and, you know, and then Matt did a better job than, you know, doing the Star Spangled Banner or something. He recited what was on my mind and, you know, put things in there. But basically, when we got to that point, the fatal day, not, not only what was said is what, what happened to me. When, when Michael left Tony Romer that day, I knew it was nice, but he did. He told me, I'm going to sign. He did. I'm going to probably sign with a deal so he gave me as much money with anything else. So, and I asked him a question, and this is true. How else could it have happened? I have to ask the question, Michael, who are you closest to? Thinking it would be Dean, Dean Smith. I had to get another road into Michael, okay? George Ravlin introduced me because he was an assistant coach at the, at the Olympic Games. But George had nothing to do with the decision. He brought him to me because he couldn't leave. You know, Bobby Knight would have shot him. He said, you know, come and talk to a shoe guy. Join the Olympics. You know that, and I know that. I asked him a question. Thinking it was going to be James Smith, he said, my parents, in the back of my mind, when I leave, we have a meeting with David Falk two weeks after that to go over some things, if, in fact, we even get a meeting with them, talking about money, at the Lahoma College Hotel in Beverly Hills. And I tell Rob, I said, Rob, there's only one thing I can do. i got to get involved with the family. Obviously, obviously, you know, there's a feeling in the movie, and I don't want to go through that, but what I want to tell you, I said, and, and it's the mother. Because Michael said in my mind, he, he mentioned to his parents, he said, my family, my parents are my biggest thing. My mother is my... I, I got lucky. There was another quirk of fate. What if I don't ask that question? I never meet Mrs. Jordan. I called her. She didn't know who in hell I was. 
until we talked a couple times on the phone. It was all phone relationships that we, we just kept talking and talking and we got some things and, and she she'd asked me these questions and blah blah blah. But that's why it happened. It was another strange court. So in the speech that I'm giving, everything is built around that, that emotional thing that I said to them. And then we come to the last scene in the movie when, when Dolores Jordan, his mother, finally puts the clamps on Phil Knight, signs the deal, or agrees to the deal, by saying the one most important thing, it's my fun son's foot is going into that shoe. I, I developed a relationship with the family, and especially Mrs. Jordan. And I want to tell you what you're going to do on your program. I'm, we're, at the, we're at the premiere on Monday. Viola went to the party. I went over and met her because I, never, I didn't see her. Pam and I were there the whole day of screening, as I mentioned. We saw Matt. We saw everybody else. I met everybody else. We never met Viola. We went over there and, you know, and thanked her, and she gave me a hug and all that sort of stuff. And she said, Sonny, I want to tell you something. What? I, I, just, I talked to uh, Dolores yesterday, and she wanted me to tell you and Pam, hello, I'm crying right now. You know what that did for me for the rest of my life? Viola knew when, when, when Dolores said to her, tell Pam, that's how close I was to the family, right after the death of his, his father. We maintained a relationship, and she got it done. I bet on the come, the whole thing, and you know what I'm talking about in gambling. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have five cents to back up my laws. So all I had was these connections. That's how it got done. Oh, we only have 30 seconds left, but in the end, you take a look at the Air Jordan brand. Why has it been so successful so long and continues to be? The, 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 the design that Peter did, first of all, the black and white going against the green and on everything, but it's the most successful thing was Air, Air Jordan, and then that, that, that famous uh, uh, film or, uh, picture there is of Air Jordan in the air and the whole thing. No, that, that, that will live forever. Jordan will live on that on that design, on that poster. Sonny Vaccaro with us this hour on Sports Byline. And again, I urge you to check out this movie. It's a good one. It's called Air. And he was an executive sports marketing executive known for his tenure with Nike, where he signed Michael Jordan to his first sneaker deal. And he is the main character in this movie about that deal and how it put Nike on the sports sneaker map. The movie and the story reveals the unbelievable, game-changing partnership between a then-rookie, Michael Jordan, and Nike's fledgling basketball division, which revolutionized the world of sports and contemporary culture with the Air Jordan brand. We continue across the country and around the world. Good to have you with us on America's Sports Talk Show.